Dr. Simcha, back on the air. And boy, did I miss you last week. Yes, I get my weekly charge from talking to Jewish children who have such great insight and have such great understanding. Because you know what? That makes me realize that Mashiach is really here. Because we have Tinochot Shalbet Rabban. Amen. Tinochot Shalbet Rabban, the youngsters, the youngsters that have Torah. And you know what's great about it? You're really learning and you're really understanding. And sometimes I hear from a youngster some things that that adults can't get. I once had a kid, and his father was very, very, very disturbed. And his father was trying to scream at him because he wasn't doing Torah mitzvot the right way. And his father was very, very angry. And his father said a very terrible thing, something that probably the most terrible thing I ever heard in my entire life when I was in session. He was talking about another boy in this kid's class that had Lo'aleinu cancer. And he said to his son, and hear this, he said, I wish that you would have cancer, he said to his son. He says, because cancer is a body disease and you have a soul disease. And a body disease, you can die and go to Gan Eden. A soul disease, you're going to go to Gehenom. And the kid looked at me and he said, a 13-year-old kid, and he said, Simcha, and I need help. I need help. My father needs help. So why am I telling you this story? Because the boy turned to his father and said, Ta, I'm going to learn and get better because I love Hashem. And I have problems, but I'm going to do better. Not because you scream at me and tell me to do it. Not because you punish me, but because I know it's the right thing. So I was mit pa'el. I said, how, how does a 13, 13 half year old kid know it's the right thing? Where does he get that information from? So later I said, how are you so strong to say that you know it's the right thing? So he told me because I had a Rebbe. A Rebbe that really, really loved me and really loved Torah and really loved mitzvot. And he made me so happy. and He made me so feel so good. And I want to be like him because I think that's what a real Jew is like. So now here are the things. Here's this father who could potentially have made a disaster out of a child. He could have potentially destroyed this child. A Rebbe. A Rebbe who loved him and took care of him and changed his entire life. I want to hear from you kids about your teachers and your, and your mowers and your abayim that change your life. I want to hear, because I want rabbayim and teachers to know the things that they do make a difference. That when they're nice and when they're caring and when they do things for kids, that they really, really make a difference. The kids really, really take that home. That's essential. That's what Hashem does for us. Mahu rachum afata rachum. Mahu chanun afata chanun. 
Hashem shows us. Sometimes people see someone, look, he's an avaryan. He should be punished. Say, but Hashem's not punishing him. Hashem's giving him extra time. So who am I to make that judgment call? It's, it's, I had so many times, I, in my life, when I was 16 years old, I had something, I made a Kabbalah acceptance on myself to be a certain way. I had a brother that was probably the nicest person in the world. He was to me for sure. And when I was 16, he passed away. And I made a commitment to myself then, that's a lot of years ago, that I'm going to work on being the nicest person in the world. To try and just be nice. Whatever it is, to take the nice path. Because that's the way I want it to be. And you know something? Sometimes when you're very, very nice, you feel like people take advantage of you. And you feel lousy. But Hashem is so good to me. Because so many times, I'll have situations where years later, someone will come up to me and tell me something that I did. There's a rabbi in a yeshiva in Brooklyn who's a rebbe, he's a 10th grade rebbe that walked over to me at a simcha and said, thank you for saving my life. So I'm not an athletic person. I don't know what I did. He said he was eight years old and he was in Camp Shifte Israel, and he may even be listening. And I saw he was sad and I said, why are you sad? He told me because he missed his mother and father. So I took him to the canteen and I bought him a huge ice cream cone. I said, you give this little boy the biggest ice cream cone that you got. You got. And I used to talk like that. He said, that ice cream cone put him in a good mood and carried him through the whole summer. A buck 50. Oh no, they used to rip us off there. It was probably like 250. But 250. And 23 years later, I'm hearing about it. So, Besides Rebbeim, besides Moras, parents, everything nice that you do, but more important than everybody, kids, if you, you act nice, that nice things that you do will make a difference. Adults, we remember the nice people in our lives. We do. Anyways, are we ready for a call? Yeah, why not? Hi, you're on the air. Hello? Hi. What's on what's on your mind? Um I called a few weeks ago, um, about a kid who um takes out his eyebrows and put it on the book on yes. a textbook. Okay. So it, it's not his fault. Is it a he or a she? It's not his fault. It, it's it's something. It's it, it's an anxiety issue that's not not his fault. And the best thing you could do is not to make not to notice it. Very painful. No, but it's in like everybody's textbooks, and it's gross. So you know what? If you see it, the biggest chesed you could do, and Hashem will give you a lot of schar. Just blow it off. Just take your breath and go and blow it off and don't pay attention because he is working very hard on stopping this 
and don't make an issue out of it. You have to look away from people's problems. That's the best thing you could do for them. Okay? Okay. All right. Thanks for calling. Okay, bye. Bye. Hi, you're on the air. Hello. Hi. I wanted to tell you about a teacher that I had. In fourth grade, we had, like, a, a teacher, and you could tell she really cared about us. Like, when everyone had a problem, she would help them, and she would... She would, like, make people feel like she knows that you're there, not just one of my students that I had. That's unbelievable. And so and she probably, you probably learned really well that year. Yeah. Yeah. And she still keeps up with us. Keeps because, up with us. Because she cares. Because you're people. Because, you know, something teaching is one of the, <clears throat> one of the hardest things. Because when you're teaching, it's very personal. But when kids misbehave, it has to be impersonal. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can't take it personally when a kid misbehaves. But when a kid behaves, you have to take it very personally. And, like, we all loved her because, like, you know. That's great. I hope she's listening. You want to give a shout-out and say her name? Mar Ruderman. <coughs> Mar Ruderman. That's a very hush of name. What school? Bishako Larbach. Okay. That has a very nice reputation, that school. But anyways, Mar Ruderman... Hashem should give you long years, and you should always, always have the sipuk and nefesh and the enjoyment of loving children and teaching Torah, because that's the absolute most important thing that anybody can do in life. Okay, thank you for calling. Welcome. Bye. Bye. Hi, you're on the air. Hello, what's the topic? The topic is, what's the topic? What is the topic? Let me ask you something. How old are you? Me, I'm, I'm nine. Nine years old. Did you ever have a Rebbe that really cared about you and you knew it? Yeah. Really? Could you tell me what that felt like? Um, felt really helpful. And it made learning a lot easier, right? Yeah. That's our topic, Tzadik. That's okay, our okay. topic. Okay, thanks for calling. Okay. Okay. Hi, you're on the air. Hello? Hi. What's the topic? Ah, uh, I called the last guy that called and asked what the topic is because I told it to him and I don't want to tell it twice in a row. What, what 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 do you think the topic should be? Teachers, how teachers. Ah, so you got tricked me. So you know what the topic is. So you was listening. So the topic is teachers. Yeah. What was your? Do you have a favorite teacher that that momish made a difference in your life? When I was in primary, my English teacher she was very good. Okay, what was so good about her? That she barely ever got angry at anyone. That is such an unbelievable, unbelievable, important thing for a teacher. Chaos, anger, is just so damaging in a classroom. Because chaos just gives all the wrong ideas. I'm not saying there shouldn't be discipline. I'm not saying there shouldn't be punishment. But with cause, anger, it just makes it all 
bad. So that's great. And and, and maybe she's blessed with uh, uh, not being an angry person, which is very good. But an angry person, you know, do you know what an angry person could do with their anger? What the opposite of anger is? Happiness. Nope. Not happiness. Calmness? Nope. Passion. Passion. Because when you take something that you're angry about and you don't just be angry, you say, what am I going to do about it? I want to do something about it. And you have a passion. I was, I was, when I was 16, there were kids that were not nice. And I had a passion because I said, that upsets me so much. I'm going to fix it by making people nice. That's the opposite. So if you see something that makes you upset, then you develop a passion. I had a teacher that was very angry. He went for anger management, and his passion now is to be nice to kids. Got it? Yeah. Okay, thanks for calling, Sadik. Yeah. Okay, bye. Hello. Hello. How are you? Hi, um, I didn't hear the topic. Can you please tell me the topic? Hi, Vey. Another topic up. Another, another topic person. I don't know. What's the topic? You, you were, were you listening? No. Okay. Then why do you call into a show that you don't listen to? No, I'm joking. The topic is people. What's the nicest thing you ever did for somebody? I don't know. Think about it. I mean, the nicest thing. I'll give you an example. When I was in high school, there was one guy that nobody wanted to be his roommate for various reasons. And I will not say what because everybody knows who my roommates were. He, people did not want to be his roommate and he was feeling so lousy. I think the nicest thing I did was I walked over to him and I said, hey, you wanted my roommate? He looked like he fell off a horse. Me? You want to be my roommate? Why would you want to be my roommate? I said, because you're a great guy. That was a lie. But anyways, he, that was probably the nicest thing I did. And it was a big sacrifice for me. But guess what? It was a big, big thing, but it may, it may have changed his life. You got to look for big, nice things to do. All right? Yeah. Okay. How old are you? Me? Ten. Ten years old. Perfect age for developing this. And you sound like a real Adela kid. You do. So this is a perfect age to do this. Okay? Okay? Yeah. All right. Have a good night. Yeah. Hello? We have a teacher. A teacher. I love I'm teachers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love... I have to give my Akdama first. I, I love like teachers. 
I love teachers. I love uh, Rebbeim because you know what? You hold the future of this world in your hands. Wow. And you are, I rely on you to take care of my kids and to give my kids air. You're like life support. So I can't, if I become a gazillionaire, I'm going to pay teachers like billions of dollars. But anyways, what's on your mind tonight? So I wanted to tell you that I feel, first of all, I want to thank you very, very much for your show. I listen to you a lot. And I feel that it's very, very beneficial for your baby and teachers to listen to what you're saying. I mean, about the whole idea of connecting to the children in the right way. I mean, you also, you know, between the child and the Rebbe together, it's amazing. I also, I'm, I'm just telling you that, you know, I really feel that it's so important. I'm a Rebbe in a class, and I see sometimes other Abayans, when they would just go into the mind of the child, I realize that, you know, just show the child a little bit that you care, and the child is going to learn and, and he's going to grow. There's no such a thing as a weak child. That's Every right. single child can be Matsuya. There's right. no child that's weak. You know, you don't, every boy, if you just give him that just feeling that he's not another number in the classroom, then he's going to feel good about you and he's going to love you. I make sure every single test, every week, I give back the kids the, the test the same day, and I write them a nice comment on the test. And the boys ask me, you ever write me a comment? That makes them feel special. They get the comments and they feel good, and it makes them learn better the next week. It's unbelievable. It's finger in the place. I tell the boys, you know, wow, you all have your finger on the place. It's so, you know, it's not even so hard. You just give those extra few minutes to make them feel... It's, like it's unbelievable what you're saying. Yashrachan, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. something? Yashrachan is going to be great. But I want to just, if you don't mind me commenting on your comment, see, okay. you you understand the importance of feedback. You understand the importance of loving kids. Right, right. And I believe... I a questionnaire in my class. I give the boys a, a paper, and I give them a questionnaire sometimes, in the middle of the day, and I ask them to tell me what's on their mind. Like if that's there's a that, you know, maybe, maybe something is bothering him. What maybe class do you teach? Maybe, maybe about anything in the class going on. What grade you do you could, teach? You know, I got the feedback, and, I, and I, it helps me get close to the children. Of course, that's unbelievable. Of course, it's hard, and not only could you get to everything, but uh, you could definitely get down. Like, you know, what to a, a great people. idea. Everybody listening, any teacher listening, he gives a survey to ask the kids not Am I doing okay? Or are you satisfied? Like a no, satisfaction? No, no what's good. on your mind? What's on your mind? You I know, mean, when I was a principal of a school, I used to eat. When I was a principal of a school, I used to eat breakfast and lunch with a different kid every day. Appointment well, to my office. I used to make an appointment. We used to eat lunch. It was a good diet tactic because they never really ate that much when I was with the kid. But the fact is, Hashivus. But you should know, you should know that although I'm very, very excited about Rebbeim, we do have, unfortunately, Rebbeim, Moras, who may have the wrong ideas. And rather than, rather than talk about bad things or bash the bad things, when a Rebbe like you calls up and gives the positivity, and gives the geschmack, and you hear in your voice, you love what you do. So I have teachers that are not into teaching sit there and they say, like, what am I missing? Why am I miserable going to school every day? Right, and, right. and so they learn from that that maybe they should be selling apples or something. I don't know. 
Okay. Thank you for calling, Tyler. I, I give a course also for rabbis and teachers. I have my workshops. I actually just gave a workshop at the Torah Convention as well. So, you so know... Do I have the like, audacity of asking who I'm speaking to? My name is Yaakov Justman. Okay. And where, where, where are you a rabbi? Okay. Where are you a rabbi? Siach Yitzchak in Farakoway. Oh, very nice. Very nice. And, you know, I try to help you today. I'm also a teacher who are going through a hard time. If anyone needs my number, I can give it also. So, you know, I, I, I know that many people struggle with this idea of not knowing how to... They, they think that if they're going to give the child a compliment, it's not going to help them make their class better. Yeah. That's what you're saying here today. That's so important. You just give the little good feeling, like every person wants it, every child, every adult. We all 100%, 100%. You know something? One of the most important things, just on the smallest level, if a kid is away for a day because he's sick or she's sick, telling them, I missed you right. when they come back. Not right. what some teachers say, oh, the class was so quiet without you. I was able to teach the whole day. Right. Imagine a teacher telling a kid that. Yeah, that's not... Yeah, yeah, you know, but unfortunately, it's, it's sad because some don't know how to do it, and that's why they need the guidance. That's right. And that's, we, 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 sometimes you brought up with the idea that, nah, the kid is a problem, and that, you know, you blame everything on the child, and you never get anywhere with that. Yeah, way. but you know what? It's really not an excuse, because, like, I have a friend who built a house, and we're sitting in his living room, and there was a balcony, and water came pouring down the, the walls. And I said, oh, man, your, your, your construction guy stunk. He goes, yeah, it's really not his fault because he had a hard upbringing and, and this and that. I said, I feel very bad for him, but you don't want him building your house because you may wake up floating tomorrow morning. So we don't need Rebellion, but we have Rahmanasan. I do feel bad for them, but get out of my classroom. All right, thank you for calling. Yes, go ahead, go ahead, for sure, Avada. Okay, can I can help somebody at the big schools? Yes. Three four seven six three one one seven six eight. Okay. I'm starting a course now. This also, I'm starting one in Yiddish, but I can do one in English as well. I mean, I just uh, it's a very important thing to to, to understand. Uh, the, the main idea of the workshop is to give the right tools. You know, yep. not just to, to give drushes and things, just to give the right tools, what to use and how to use it, and. And to get to the to the lave, I told me them when to be strict and when not to be strict and how to be strict, which is also very, very important. Okay. This calamit spot. Say the number one more time. Okay. It's three four seven six three one one seven six eight. Okay, that's Sadik. Thank you for calling. Hi, you're on the air. Yeah, hello. Hi there. Hi. What's up? Very good. I, uh, that was a long phone call, but it was a good one. But I really want kids back. Tell me what's on your mind. You have a good story about somebody who changed your life? Do you, do you, do you? Hello. Goodbye. Me? Yeah, you. Hey. I want to tell you that like a month and a half ago, I called in about a problem that I had that someone was uh, bothering me and then saying, oh, sorry, I could tell it was sarcastic. I tried where you said that I should tell him, I'm sorry for you that you do this, and it worked. And he really? 
I'm yeah. so happy. I'm surprising myself. Of course it worked because that's what works. You just say it to their face. I'm so happy. So you feel freer in school now? Yeah. Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem. You're supposed to be feeling free to be over Hashem, and nobody should take that away from you. All right? Okay. You have the best day. Hi, you're on the air. Hello, I just I just wanted to tell you. I used to. I have a friend who uh, he was a very nice kid. Just that he used to speak a lot of Russian. I didn't know how to tell him without embarrassing him that he's like sort of like talking Russian. That's a hard one. That's a hard one because if you if you like stop a person in the beginning of when they're doing it, you can embarrass them, and then you could be. Having your own problem of mm-hmm. so this is one of the times that I utilize ADD as a tool. So if someone's talking about somebody, I'll throw out a random, irrelevant, left field, not connected comment that totally disrupts the conversation, like. If they're talking about someone, I'll say, oh, my gosh, do you know that they're going to serve chicken on Wednesdays now? Is that crazy? Everybody will look at me like I'm nuts. But it kind of, okay. like, takes care of things. So you sort of change the topic? Totally, in a bizarre way. And sometimes they get a joke. Sounds funny. But sometimes they say, well, we know this guy's whacked. But that's the way to do it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Now, the thing is like this. The analogy is if someone someone wants you to listen to their Lush and Hara, what they're essentially asking you to do is, do you mind if I sit next to you and throw up all over your head? So they, yeah, I mind. That's what they're doing. They're dumping their throw up of bad words all over you, and then they walk away, and you're stuck with it. So I have a very good trick that I learned from my father. May he rest in peace. My father, whenever he would hear someone say something that was Lashon Hara, he used to say, unbelievable. That's unbelievable. They thought he was saying it, you know, like that way. But he was really meaning it. He was saying in his own way, I am not Macabre. So how's that for a trick? Yeah, but sometimes it's like hard to be not macabre. I'm saying this but I'm guy saying, never but if you say, if, Listen, if you say, first of all, there are two levels. One is really not being macabre, and one is saying a statement to make sure that you're, that you're not macabre. In your heart say of, I won't repeat it. Like, say to yourself, like, I won't repeat it, but sort say, of. But saying something, no, saying, that's unbelievable. Just tell right, yourself. Right, and then you walk away, and then you just forget about it. Right, that's, wow, unbelievable. Like when I saw the Twin Towers fall down, I said, wow, that's unbelievable. I just saw it happen. But someone goes over and says, you know, would you believe that so-and-so was caught doing this and that? I said, my, is that unbelievable. In other words, to make I'm, him feel good. I'm not macabre. Oh. All right. Okay. Thank you so How much. How old are you? Twelve. You're a 12-year-old, not even bar mitzvah. And you're clearing Shilas in Lush and Hara. Man, <laughs> I, would, I would love to be your parent. 
You should <laughs> right. be proud of yourself. Wow. And I love your show, and you. I think you're a very wise person. Thank you very much. I, I think I get my wisdom from the kids that call in. But, All uh, right. Fine. Maybe one day, if you ever see me on the street, walk over to me and tell me, <clears throat> I'm the guy that was talking about Lush and Hara at 12 years old, because I want to shake your hand. You remind me of something. My rabbi said that, that he learns from his Talmud the most. Sing Gemara. That's right. You learn from your friends, you learn from Chavrusa, but you learn from your Talmudim the most. I learn from my Talmudim oh. the most, for sure. I learn from my clients the most, for sure. And I learn from my kids the most. Okay. All right. Fine, because you. you have to be humble. Okay, thanks, Sadiq. Okay, bye-bye. What's your first name? Um, I'd rather not say. Okay, so make one up. Bob. Okay, thanks for calling Bob. <laughs> no, okay, fine. Bob. Okay, bye, Bob. Bob's a good name. Okay. Bye. Bye. Hi, you're on the air. Hello. Hi there. Hi. Um, I wanted to say a story about my teacher. Please tell me a story about your teacher. She She's a very wonderful person because my grade is not so, like, nice, and, like, they make a lot of trouble, but still, at times, she's still, like, the sweetest she could be, and whatever, like, I feel like she probably has such a hard time, like, forgiving us, but really, like, in her heart, she probably doesn't, she probably knows, because, like, when we're not in class, we're, like, nice to her, and we talk to her, but, like, sometimes, like, Sometimes, like, we act very bad. Like, everybody tries not to be, but then, like, one girl starts, and everybody ends up, like, acting up. And so so she's, and you feel bad that you're giving her a hard time, huh? Right, but really, she, she doesn't really, like, she shows us that she doesn't really care. And she, like, when we ask her for forgiveness right away, like, it could be a minute after we disbehaved, and she, like, says, yeah, always. Well, my question, that's, that's very beautiful, but I have a question. What kind of misbehavior are you talking about? Like laughing in class and talking. Okay. So that's what I thought. There are two types of misbehavior. There's just silly stuff. Kids do silly stuff. I don't call that like real misbehavior. I call that disrupting a class. Misbehavior is mean stuff and nasty stuff. No, so like mean and nasty stuff. Oh, you do do mean and nasty stuff? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, like, 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 she'll say something to us, and then, like, we'll repeat it a hundred times, and, like, by, like, one day we decided that it's her birthday, and, and we made her a cake, and, like, she didn't really appreciate that, like, she thought, like, like, I'm your teacher, like, there's boundaries, and we made her a cake, and whatever, and, and her last name has to do with the color, so, like, we made it all that color, and we made, like, all streamers, but she got upset. Let me guess, her last name was... Uh, purple? No. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> okay. Um, fuchsia? No, I'm joking. Anyways, I, I hear you. Can I just tell you one little secret? If you can get yourselves together and make a plan as a group to stop doing this and to be nice, it will change your entire life. 
Don't yeah, take we, for granted. We try, like, like today no, no, we no, said, no. We, said we said, um, we're all being good, but then like one girl did but something funny and we all but, started laughing, but and guess like, what? then we all felt bad right after, and like she, like it's like we don't ask her right away because then it's like, oh what, a second but, lady is just gonna you, be bad again, like, but what and, it's, and like she'll say, but, go but, out of my class, leave my classroom, but like girls will just say, no, 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 I'm not gonna do it again, and they stay in anyway, and then the next second later, they're bad again. But what I'm saying is, if everybody says, oh, we're not going to do it, we're not going to do it, we're not going to do it, that's like everybody's saying, who's going to the chasen? Everybody says, oh, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go, and then no one ends up going. <laughs> but if there's a bus that's arranged, and they say, the bus is leaving to the chasen, get on the bus now, then everybody gets on the bus. You have right. to create a bus, a group, that is going to be working together not to disrupt this class. And if you formulate a group that that's your plan, you'll succeed. Yeah, I know. Thank you. Okay, thanks for calling. Bye. Bye-bye. Hello? I just wanted to let you know that I really enjoy your show. Thank you so much. I really enjoy it, too. I'm unbelievable, huh? How are you? Huh? How are you? Unbelievable! Doesn't doesn't that like make that guy feel good to say much matter? I I I you know what? I don't know what it makes the guy feel, but if anybody's really realizing what they're saying, saying unbelievable. In other words, wow, that's really unbelievable. The bottom line is, you don't want to say, "Wow, tell me more." Oh man, like so unbelievable. Why do you just tell the guy? Don't say it. Because it says, that when you give or you cannot do it in a way that's going to make the guy upset and sin more. And the Chazim says it's very hard to give tochacha bizman Also, you make us feel good? I don't think saying it unbelievable is making him feel good. I don't know if you're saying it so loud. I think you're saying it to yourself. All right. All right. But, so you know what? I have to clarify. You're not saying unbelievable out loud to the guy. You're saying it to yourself. Thank you for that distinction. That's a very good distinction. Hello. Okay. Hello. 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 Uh, I hope you feel better. I hear Pepsi AC does really good for indigestion. <laughs> it sounds like you have it. How are you? Hello. Hi, what's your topic today? My topic is how to bake a chocolate cake with three eggs. Do you know how? Not really. I know how to make Duncan Hines. Uh, so... Does Duncan Hines have three eggs? I don't know, but what? Yeah, the... kind of. That's the recipe. Well, if you want it moist, then you have two eggs. Are you eating it by any chance? Am I what? Are you eating Duncan Hines cake by any chance? No, I'm chewing my cud. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> humorous. Yes, I am a humorous person. What's on your mind? Uh, what's your topic today? Nothing? We're talking about teachers. Talking about inspiration. Big topic. 
No, what? we're really teachers? No, we're not. We're talking about... Have you ever had a teacher that inspired you? That what? Have you ever had a teacher that inspired you? Yes, we yes. did. You we did? Do. We do, actually, this year. What about this teacher inspires you? Um, one time, we, she, what's it called, she... She was crying to us. She sat us all like in a circle. Like, and she said we're like a family. And, and, and she's like, yeah, you girls are like my daughters. And she was crying because she wanted us to do four She wanted inches. us to wear four inches below our knee. She said that Hashem's not going to accept you, like whatever that, and she wants us to be like good when we Can I make a correction? Just for a second. I don't know who. Hashem's going to correct you if you don't wear skirts. Uh, Hashem's going to accept you if you don't wear skirts four inches below your knee. Hashem... Hashem is going to be able to love you for who you are, even if the skirts aren't the right length. I don't think God's going to look at you and say, sorry, you're booted out of heaven. I don't think so. Hashem's going to look at your time, soul. Like, she brought in like a suitcase and she brought in like all skirts and she said, everyone who ever has skirts that they want to throw out, bring it. And, and then she said, I brought my own skirts to show you how you should dress. And then she, she one time wrote us a letter. Like at 2.30 in the morning, and she wrote how much she loves us. And, and you're my daughters, and I'm thinking about you right wherever now. Wherever she is. Wherever I am, and I'm always going to be watching you. And I love She's you. very inspirational. I know, but my question is, is that is that real? Yeah, is that, yeah, yeah, yeah. It Definitely. Is? She, she, that, she doesn't just do it with us. She teaches in like a few schools, and she does it to everyone else. So let me ask something. So what's the lesson that you get from her? Everything. Like, like, every, like almost every morning before we dive in, yeah, she yeah. has like a, a like a lesson, like have like control your anger and like your lesson how skills and have like you pray with more like kavana and everything. So she's a person who sets the example. Yeah, we all look up there. Beautiful. She's our role model. She's the only per the only teacher who actually cares about us. Like we said, that we, like we're not allowed to wear seniors at this school. She's the one who like fights actually has meetings every day because we wanted to have color words. She tries to like she tries to like go on our side. Yeah, she tries she's to the only like, one that cares. She goes out of her way to make us feel better. So then she's a real tzaddikat, and she's gonna get a lot of schar and keep in touch with her. We agree with you. She, she is. is. She really is. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Hello? Hello, yes. Um, I just wanted to know. Hashem will ask you what's nearest in the Shemaim. That's true. Just letting you know that. But, but, but the question of acceptance, I don't huh? think uh, the question of acceptance, Hashem's going to ask yeah. everybody. Everybody has to, has to be accountable for their mitzvahs. But, Kol Yisrael Yeshem Chelek Leilam Hapa. Kosh accepts all Neshamas. Thanks for calling. Thank you. Okay, I appreciate it. Uh, doctor, you, you spoke about inspirational uh, teachers. I want to raise something, question. What about this inspiration teacher? <laughs> <laughs> what happened if uh, something happened to you? Uh, what kind of bad influence you got from a teacher? You know, Nisim, this is something that it's the elephant in the room. You know what that is? It's here. I don't like to talk about it. Okay. So because you know why? Because it's so much better to talk about the positive. And when you talk about the positive, the negative ends up feeling so so out of place. Right. The negative Rebbeim know who they are. And when you, you see... You call them Rebbeim? 
You call them teachers? You know what? My father taught me I can't disrespect anybody. So what does that mean? If he has a title, he has a title. You have basketball players who are basketball players. They wear a number. They wear a jersey. Some of them stink like sweat socks. But they wear a jersey. How they got the jersey, I don't know. Maybe they had a rich uncle. But they're on the team. Would I, would I pick them for the draft? No. I had... It's very... It's very it's a very hard subject because sometimes Rebaim used to be very good and then they get tired. And that's why I think that you have to, Rebaim should have options of doing something else. But Rebbe can't be. My father in law, Admi Avestream. You know what? I, I, I want to say yeah. something. My father in law, Admi Avestream, he's a sixth grade Rebbe, okay? Since I got married, and he was already teaching. I, my mother-in-law told me he started teaching the year my wife was born. If I tell you, Nisim, this tzaddik is the same Rebbe with the same love and the same consistency and the same effectiveness today as he was. Because you know why? Because he is a professional. He loves children. He has rules. And he doesn't act hefker, ever. The same way you're, you do construction, you have ideas of how to do it. I do psychology. I have ideas how to do it. But when the person acts hefker, and inspiration leads to hefkeris sometimes. The, uh, the, the, the B'nai Aharon, they were so excited about bringing an esh. So they got excited. They wanted inspiration. But the real inspiration is doing exactly what you have to do. Anybody that goes to my father-in-law's class on Mavis Stream knows how to learn, knows he loves them, knows he cares about them. And guess what? He doesn't bounce up and down. And he doesn't dress up. He doesn't. He's just consistent. If you got it, you got it. If you don't, you don't. Some Rabbeim, they... Burnout. They just, they just. So that's the way it goes. It's no question that any profession, it's uh, you can burn out. It's a profession, but that's uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, we find the schools today uh, underpay to the rabbis. You know, and the pressure from the house is big, tremendous, and he has to deal with his own children, with his own wife, with his own economic, uh, economic situation. It's not simple. No, I know. I understand this very well. We, I think. That the question like this, if they can uh, transfer it to the kids that they're teaching it in the right way. Sometimes, you know, with that, we are not angels and we have our fault. And, but I think that Amistic is the, 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 the best player here to be a good teacher. 100%. And I think that also the only way to be a good teacher is if you are a good teacher. Teacher is a mahout, it's a way. You can't be a teacher if you're not a teacher. And you should know though, I blame very often the schools for not picking up on behaviors that Rebbeim have and not helping them with it. You know what, Rebbeim have their tzarot. It's the responsibility of a school to be on top of each teacher 
and know what the teacher needs. I had a teacher, this is a long time ago, English teacher. She was a smoker. And I knew at around 2.40, she used to get majnoon. She used to get crazy because she used to need a cigarette. I used to go and take her class for five minutes so that she could leave the classroom. Nowadays, it would be unethical. But you know what? I saved hundreds of kids because she was able to go out, take her break, come back, and continue teaching well. If a Rebbe has a problem, somebody's going in his home, it's a principal's job to know and not to push the Rebbe, not to push the Mora, but to give them whatever time off they need and to let them be humans. When I used to be in a bad mood, I always brought donuts to the class. You know, it's reminding that uh, the chocolate cookie uh, are great, very good taste. Thank you, thank you. And uh, it's, it's you, eh? you, My uh, recipe, yeah. Well, no, beautiful. You I know what, okay, leave, uh, let's go to the kids. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hello. Hi. Hi. Okay, so we have this teacher, and she's very inspiring. Like, like, we have this thing this year, it's called, like, public speaking. Each girl goes up and speaks without a quote. And, always, and she always adds these stories that are very inspiring. Like, tells us, like, like she said that she's, like, her, like, all her sister-in-law's, like, all her sister-in-laws and all her sisters, they all have internet and everything. She said that she's the only person who doesn't have internet and her husband's only one who's cola. Everyone works and they don't go to cola. No, and then she, she said, said that, that she threw that, out her internet. She used to have. Right, she used to have. Like, and she used to have movies. Like, she, like, it used to be like, my husband on one computer, I'm on another computer, and, and my kids, kids watching movies. Like. And now she, like, and all her, like, sisters, like, have now, and they always make fun of her that she doesn't have. She's the only one. She said it's very hard for her. And, well, and, and, like, she always used to tell her mother that she wants longer skirts, longer skirts. Her mother never used to let her get longer skirts. But then she always used to tell, like, the dressmaker, I want longer skirts. And behind her back, her mother would say, get your And then she just, like, told her, like, I want longer skirts. I can't take it anymore. And then her mother finally agreed. And she, she's really growing every day. And, she always and her mother it. said, I'm so happy, at least because her other sister like, Ma, I want it shorter. Ma, I want it shorter. So she said, like, I'm so happy, at least you want it longer. And she wanted, like, to buy an iPad because she had, like, a friend. friend in Israel, and she said, no. I can't because I'm going to get too addicted to it and I have to like, deal with my children. She wanted a Skype time, isn't wow. it? Wow. You know what I think is most remarkable about this? Everything you're telling me is this teacher is a human being with you. This teacher is a human being and she's talking about her own life and her, her own uh, challenges and her own growth. That's, that, like that's, the, the, best. that's the best. That's the best. That's why we like her because she shares like stories. Like she shares stories. Like, very like chill. Right? I like teachers who don't like tell us anything. Like, she like shares it so we could learn and she could also learn. That's great. What grade does she teach? Eighth. Eighth grade. Eighth grade is such an important age. Mm-hmm. We have lot. many inspirational teachers this year. Happens. Beautiful. Today. Beautiful. What school? Atere. Atere has very good teachers. Yeah. Okay. Her name is Mrs. Rothmark. She's the best teacher in the world. Okay. Okay. Thank you. I can't talk to the teacher. Okay. We are on. Who? Hello? Hello? Are you there? Hello? Hello? Yeah, what's on? What's on your mind? Yeah, hi. Let's say hello three more times before we start talking, okay? I'm going to go once. Hi. Hello? Now your turn. Hello? 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 Okay, now what's on your mind? I guess not a lot. Hi. Yeah, it's not my 
It's not my teacher that acts nice, but my principal. Really? Oh, I yeah, like, like I, I like these stories. Tell me about your principal. Like he he was the type to let people like him because he like makes a lot of jokes. Such as sometimes he like if he gives it for her, and sometimes like if 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 it's that someone plans something, he asks, "What did he find?" Laffy taffies, <laughs> and and sometimes well, like if if he comes into the room for some. For some reason, sometimes if someone's absent, he sits in their seat and pretends that he's a kid in the class. Sounds like an interesting guy, but he relates to the kids. That's what's important. I think every principal needs to know every kid. And I think that's so important. When I was a principal of a school, that's what I used to say good morning to every kid and good night to every kid at the end of the day. I only let the kids leave through one door. I locked all the other doors. Thanks for calling. Okay, by the way, speaking about saying good morning to everyone, every morning he says, he says like, good, when when someone's coming off, off the bus, he says, like, good morning, and he calls him rabbit, like, good morning, Robbie Klein, good morning, Robbie Blumenthal, <laughs> like, or whatever the kid's last name That's pretty cute. Okay, thanks. Hello? Okay, you know what? I was in Hershey Park around three years ago, and all of a sudden someone comes up behind me, and I hear someone say, is that Rabbi Simcha Cohen? And I turned around, and I saw a kid. He was now an adult. He had four children with him. And he said, do you remember me? Now, I was teaching in a Sephardic school, and this was an Ashkenazic boy whose name was Shmuel Zelig Menachem. And what his, a short name. What a short name. And his last name was Krawatsky. So I used to say that his name is like a menu. It's like so many words. But he said to me, he goes, I want to tell you something, and I always wanted to tell you. He said, you, you, you did something for me that I'll never forget. And I said, what was that? He said, you walked to my bar mitzvah on Shabbat. And my bar mitzvah was on Avenue Z. And I lived on Avenue N. And it was a very hot day. And I was very heavy. <laughs> he said, when you walked in the door, you looked like you were ready to die. But you came to hear me lame. He goes, and that was the most important thing that you could have ever done for me. I said, that's so nice. Thank you for sharing that. I said, what do you do today? He said, I'm a Rebbe in Beth Tefillah in Baltimore because you inspired me to be a teacher. I want you to know that teachers, when you connect with kids, it's the most wonderful, wonderful thing in the world. It's the biggest and best gift. You walk away so fulfilled and so, so accomplished, and you feel like you've built a world. But unfortunately, on the flip side, you don't really get it. Most rebellion and teachers that don't, that do something wrong to a kid, have no clue. 
because the kid is not going to go back at the teacher and scream at them. So they just walk away, and they never learn. So kids, if a Rebbe or a teacher does something that hurts your feelings or makes you feel bad or you think is inappropriate, it's very important that you tell your teacher or your parent or somebody. Because don't hold it to yourself. Not to get them in trouble, but to help them out, to let them know that guess what? The way you acted really hurt my feelings. And that's the truth. And I'm going to tell you that I was 13 years old and it was mid-November of the year 1979. And I was standing on the fifth stone on the sidewalk that went from the administration building to the education building. And that's when somebody took my heart out and hurt me so badly, I still remember what color shoes he was wearing because I did not want to look like I was crying. So I was looking down and I was staring at his very ugly shoes. But anyways, we never know. We never know. It's so important to be careful. So the rule of thumb is always be nice. Never be not nice. That's the rule of thumb. That's the way to do it. Um, and that's our lesson for tonight. That's what we want to be saying. Um, we have Lag Omer coming up. We're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about a lot of different things. But I think this was a really great show. I think we learned a lot. And I think that we accomplished a lot. And I really want to thank all the kids that called in to speak. And uh, I think we're uh, signing off. Uh, yes, uh, Doctor, it was very interesting. You know, this, uh, the topic of uh, kids is always interesting. Kids are the best. Yeah. And you know what? So, uh, the problem that many times we don't listen to them enough, right? That's right. So I, I have some announcing uh, to say Oncrest Congregation. Congregation would like to invite you. I can read it. Oh, yeah, you read it. Yeah, let me read it. It's better. Well, let's do it in the... Uh, okay. And the Homecast Congregation would like to invite you to their Lagba Omer bonfire, which will take place Saturday night. That's Mosei Shabbat at 10 p.m. on Homecrest. I guess that's why it's the Homecrest Congregation. It's Homecrest Avenue between T and S, or S and T, which, depending which direction you're walking. With light refreshments, ha, I guess because it's a bonfire, ha, light refreshments and uh, music, I guess, because it's like over. Catering and sponsored by Hayat Catering. Hayat is the sweetest man in the whole wide world, and his food oh, is thought, yes. so, so good. What a, a booth. He's, yeah, I'm telling you, Hayat is one of the of the, the people here, and every time that we needed something, it just was... In front of, of everybody, he doesn't want to say nothing that he did it, you know. Just, He's a tzaddik, you know, and, and his food is so good. <laughs> yeah, yes. I tell you, all the smachot uh, that my uh, family had with Hayat. Yes, we don't use anybody else in my family either. We do not. 
And that, and but, with a with a new all called yeah, Yaakov. Beautiful. Uh, no, no competition. So no okay, we we leave the and uh, all right. Let's this the congregation <laughs> home crest uh, avenue uh, between S and T or T and S, whichever way you're going, is having this log of a home breath, think of a jig, where they're going to be lighting things on fire, and they're going to be giving you food, and they're going to be dancing. And it's free. And it's free. And it's a yochai, and it's fun, and it's something great to do with the kids. And it's really been malavim malkawis. You know, oh my home, gosh, it's a double whammy. Yeah. Wow. Do you realize how unbelievable it is that we are able to to celebrate the Nitzchiyut of the Neshama of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai from so long ago. That means our Neshama has the same longevity and the same power. If his Neshama is still around, that we could celebrate it, that that means that I have to take care of my Neshama because it's going to be around also in 2,000 years. Yeah, but it will be for uh, forever and... You know, before we start, we have we have a mazal tov, big mazal tov to Aronov and Katan family for the engagement of the son and the daughter. So mazal tov, big mazal tov to the Aronov and uh, Doctor Katan, Nisim Aronov and Esther and uh, very nice. Okay, which, so, which which Aronov? Aronov, Nisim Aronov. Beautiful. Okay, so uh, we'll continue our regular program and jroot.com. And uh, the phone number seven one eight five zero six nine zero nine nine seven one eight five zero six nine zero zero nine zero nine nine or seven one four three two four two one seven and enjoy jerry.com and jerry radio pro on the apps enjoy enjoy our program the great program and now we're going to continue with Kiruv Kovim. one second by one second one second no one, we didn't give the numbers once tonight's show, and we were full. So guess what? People know where we are. People know we're on the air. And we don't have to give them. Are we on the radio, on the internet, on the whatever? I'm so confused. <laughs> but people, we, we are in the air somewhere. I don't know whether they're hearing it. But all I can tell you is people know we are out there. We out there for them, and they are for us. Yep. Hopefully. And that's why, that's why the Yeshua is going to come. And you know, always Torah is hard to push because Hashem wants us to kill ourselves. You know, and, you know it's a man that Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai was hiding 12 years 12 only years. because of this, you know? Yep. And everybody was running after him. Yep. It's, it's, a, it's really, you know, it's so, it's so close to us. I feel I feel sometimes that, uh, that really we, what we're doing, you know? Yeah. It says, You have to sacrifice. So you know something? That means if you're thinking about a cause and you want to support a cause, then sacrifice. Take sacrifice. If everybody would give $100, six, Five? <laughs> no, 6,000 people would give $100, that would be $60,000. Yeah, I'm pretty bad at math. It, it, it all adds up. It all that's we, we said a quarter a day. It will be help us, you know. Yes, we'll uh, have a know, license we, by the year 2072. Uh, you know what? Uh, what I want to tell you that uh, what is more, uh, very important it's the, the kavanah 
and sometimes people, you know, with a few cents, it's be, it, you know, it's feeling much better than the, the million dollars that people are without any kavana. And uh, we, we just, uh, I know that we discussed it so many times about, you know, the white elephants that are building all over with the millions of dollars, with the chandeliers and the marble floors and the plaque. And, you know, we, I repeat, Rabbi Chaim Kanievitsky, somebody asked him two weeks ago, Rabbi Yossi Mizrahi sent a guy to us because they have question about to donate. And what is the best way to donate money? And they ask him, well, it's, it's going to the Shiva, it's going to Dom uh, Shabbat, and going to a hospital, and go to Kiruv. What Rabbi Chaim Kanievitsky said? Kiruv. Really? Yeah, he said Kiruv. He said even, even before Yeshivot, even before Talmud Torah, because right now we are in a situation of emergency and it's always, you know, the Zohar talking about it, about so much. And really, Kiruv, uh, this, this is what we need. And, uh, you know, imagine yourself, imagine yourself, you are speaking in a shul, even the biggest shul in, in Brooklyn. How, how many people in, uh, you have in a shul in Brooklyn? 500, 1,000? Yeah, thousand. You give a lecture for 1,000 people and you give some CDs or you like this, you know, you give 2,000 in one broadcast. You can show the numbers. Online, we have 10,000 and we have, all, we have uh, download, we have all beside this. Just, you know, I'm, talk, I'm not talking about what the, the, the influence, if will be all over uh, with all this, you know. How many people, how many souls we can save? And you it's know amazing. something? I want to shift for a second. Yes. But for somebody who has a business head, who's an entrepreneur, so you could say how many souls you could save, but how many things you could sell if you advertise. Because the truth is, when you have a target audience of 10,000 people, that's a, that's a gold mine. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, and uh, we continue with our regular program. This is, was one, uh, five minutes of uh, frustration uh, corner. <laughs> no, it's not frustration. It's, it's inspiration. Inspiration. <laughs> and it, it causes us to be pushed forward. But listen, guys, bottom line is Flatbush needs to stand up, take charge, step forward, and put J. Root back on the air. It's ridiculous already. We all love it. We all benefit from it. And we cannot allow the power of negativity, of the dark side, to put out our light. 